কোন শাকের পাল হয়ে Oh giver, I need no one except you. The next bhajan is on page 203. Kirpal gave only this message and even the wind also teaches us this. If you keep walking while doing the Simran, the destination comes to you by itself. The fort of deceit will be destroyed in this world because walls of sand do not last. There are so many sins with you, you are a great sinner. Hail the power of Almighty Kirpal who carries all the burden. No one is an enemy. No one belongs to anyone else. Everyone is your very own. For as the Gurbani teaches, all this world was created from one light. O Guru Kripal, the negative power trembles, and death also is nervous in front of whoever has caught hold of your finger. Ajayb says, apologize to Kripal if your soul wants happiness. Kripal gave only this message, and even the wind also teaches us this. If you keep walking while doing the Simran, the destination comes to you by itself. Bhajan of Sanchi on page 203. <laughs> Simran karte chale chaloto, manjila kudamil jati hai. Kirpaya hi sandesha deta, havaya hi sikalati hai. Simran karte chale chaloto, Manjila kuda mila jati hai Chal farib ke kile ek dina Dunia mein de jate hai Chal farib ke kile ek dina Dunia mein de jate hai Reton ki divar der taka kabhi nahi tik pati hai Reton ki divar der taka kabhi nahi tik pati hai Simran karate chale chaloto Manjila kuda mila jati hai 
Kirpal gave only this message, and even the wind also teaches us this. <coughs> if you keep walking while doing the Simran, the destination comes to you by itself. Well, dear friends, I feel like I'm at Sant Bani Ashram. <laughs> I want to uh, pick up on one of the verses of this bhajan, which most of you probably know is, is in fact my favorite. No one is an enemy. No one belongs to anyone else. Everyone is your very own. For as the Gurbani teaches, all this world was created from one light. I want to I want to talk today about the what has been called the radical inclusiveness of the masters and the way in which it differs from the exclusiveness which is characteristic of everything connected with the negative power and the, the thing that is perhaps most characteristic of the masters who are emissaries or agents or representatives or incarnations of the power of love is that that power of love is manifested in everything that they do and it is especially obvious in the way they treat us and in what they want from us it is very easy to get into a frame of mind in which we relate to the path from the point of view of the negative power, that is to say, from the point of view of the things which are the concerns of the negative power. But in fact, I think that's, well, I think that's, that's a sin because as I will get into later and probably as many of you have heard me, um, say before the word for sin in the New Testament really means missing the point and that's exactly what that is the section from the Gurbani which Sanchi refers to in that bhajan is actually from Kabir and this is what it says God first created the light we are all children of the light. The whole creation sprang from the light. Why then dub anyone as evil? It is a very powerful and I would say radical. Radical, of course, the root of radical is root. It means you go to the root of the thing, as in radish. Okay, radish is a root vegetable radical solution or a radical understanding of something is something that goes to the root and here we have a radical universalism okay. 
It all comes from the same source. There is no other source. It has to come from God, everyone. There may be, you know, twists and turns in the way, various people in various situations, but the fact is that it all comes from God. And that has to be, you know, we have to start from that point because it eliminates our writing off anybody. Nobody can be dismissed or discounted or written off or not cared about or looked down on or assumed that they're not important because they also come from the light. This is what Kabir is saying and this is what Sanchi is quoting and Master Kripal also quoted this many times. It's um, You find it in a number of places in both of their writings. And it's very major. And when the Master says things, like Sanchi said very specifically at the very beginning of his mission, you know, the Masters come down to love. That is their function. Other people have other functions. You know, different parts of the universe have their own functions. But the Master's function is to love. And that is, in fact, the real function of human beings. We are to love. And that's radical. Yeah, it really is. And if we think about it, why is the Master's function to love? What does that mean in, in practice? If the way the negative power works, the world that the negative power is responsible for and is ruling, the way he works is by limiting, by defining, by judging, by differentiating, by setting one person, one situation, one thing against another, comparing, criticizing, always drawing conclusions based on those things, judging the world, looking at the world from that point of view, this is the essence of Kao. Time, which is what Kao means, is, you know, the, the main means by which it is done. That is to say, we, we use, if we lived in the living present, when Master Kripal says that the past and the future are two sprites, you know, who are basically devouring us, and the way to avoid that is to live in the living present. When we do that, then time drops off and the fear and the worry and the apprehension and potential anger, <coughs> which is based on a perspective oriented around time. What's going to happen? You know, will I fail? Am I going to make it? Believe me, I'm not thinking of anyone else except myself when I when I say those things because I'm very prone to this. But the fact is that it's giving in to the negative when we do that. And the essence of what the Master comes to do is to cut that at the root and to simply relate to us as we really are, outside of time. 
As Blake said and Master Kripal quoted, eternity is ever in love with the products of time. <coughs> as we exist now, as we are, we are products of time. Now, we're not really products of time because we are of the essence of eternity. But as we now exist, what in the Hindu scriptures is called the jiva, you know, the soul as conditioned by mind and body. That's the jiva. The jiva is as such a product of time. So the thing to do is to get past that, to go to the root of the thing, and to experience or to understand that the master's love is the ultimate entity. Rabia said, Rabia is a great Sufi mystic quoted by all the masters, one of the great masters of all time, herself. Rabia said, love is the core of the universe. If that's the case, you see, then the masters who come and manifest that love they are representing or showing us what the universe is all about. And it seems to me that this is basically the essence of the path. Now, it is It is uh, important to understand, and I think, in my experience, satsangis often don't understand this. That is, they, they may theoretically understand it, but it doesn't really, it isn't really the, the motivating force behind their practice of the path. And, and I suppose I've made this mistake too, that the Master wants us to succeed. Whatever, you know, weakness we have, whatever vulnerability we have, whatever problems we have, he will make use of those things in such a way that they will work to our advantage. This is what he wants to do. He wants us to come back to him. It's not like, I mean, the negative point of view of religion, and since all world religions, you know, in their exoteric form are, are really of the negative power, all of them also have, you know, spiritual dimensions which are of the positive powers. I'm not putting down or knocking any religious tradition, but in their, you know, organized outward form, there is a tremendous missing of the point going on. And that missing of the point has to do with... Um, Whatever it was I was saying, I, <laughs> I, I don't know, the word has slipped out of my mind, but whatever, anyway. Oh, I remember, yeah. The, the point is that that is about the negative power wants us to fail, okay? It's like religion is set up and laws are there and the idea is that you can't, you know, follow all those laws and therefore you fail. 
uh, it's like the masters don't say the laws are bad or that the laws are wrong, but they do say, um, if you fail, all right, failure is education, and we'll try something else. There's a very famous, well, I don't know how famous it is, but uh, it's famous to me, quote from George MacDonald's book, Lilith, in which a disciple is talking to his teacher who has just given him some instruction. I will try to remember, I answered, but I may forget. Then some evil that is good for you will follow. And if I remember, then some evil which is not good for you will not follow. And that's exactly how the master works. So it's, it's um, you know, I think it's impossible to overemphasize the degree to which the master loves us and the degree to which that love is manifested in his making use of all of our feelings and turning them for our benefit. If there's one thing the master does which is specifically characteristic of the great masters, the Satgurus of the world, it is that. And this is my experience. This is what I experienced with both Kripal and Ajayab. And it's what I have also, you know, reading in past masters, including Sawan Singh, you do see this happening all the time. The masters care about us, they support us, they want us to succeed. They have a very different, you know, they may be stern with us about different faults. If, if it is helpful to them, the more we can obey the commandments, the more we can do what they say. It should never, I don't mean to minimize that, it's very helpful. If, if we are, if the master says, okay, the path is this way, you walk along here, and you climb the stairs here, and when you get to the top, you turn right, you know, and, and there's a door, and when you get to the door, you knock on it, and the door will open, and somebody says, come in. Okay, if we do all those things, obviously it's easier if he wants us to get there than if we decide, well, I'll go, I'll go left. I, I don't want to go right. I'll go left, or I'll knock on this door rather than that door, or I'll go downstairs rather than up, or whatever. You know, if we do those things, then he has to, you know, come back and say, no, no, wait, you go this way, or maybe he has to pick us up and put us in front of the door even, or whatever. If we do what he says, it's easier. If we don't do what he says, it's a missing of the point, but... In either case, you see, his support and his love for us and his willingness to, to go along with us does not waver, cannot waver. I want to, um, well, actually the first thing, I want to read a number of points which may or may not all gel together particularly well. But the first one is from, uh, I want to read from the, um, the, t the lead article in the September 2002 Sadbani. This is one of the Bhaigurdas series uh, called Flowing into the Ganges, which it's Sanchi, I was present when this talk was given, and Sanchi, you know, ordered me from the beginning to make, this in, make these talks into a book 
which I am doing, although it has taken a very long time. The um, talk was actually given in 1989, and um, he several times brought it up to me during his lifetime, but I had not, in those cases, I had not yet received the manuscript from the translators, so it was uh, nothing I could do about it. But even then, even when I got the manuscript, there's been some delay has worked on this. I don't know what it's all about. But we're getting it done now, and it will happen. But in this talk, you know, like I said, I was present when this talk was given, and the theme of the Bhai Gurdas talks is sort of the Manmukh-Gurumukh dichotomy. Okay? And um, there's a lot of... Some of the, the verses are very heavy. And uh, the Manmukh can never do this and uh, you know there's a question about what the manmuk you know he can't do it but basically he doesn't have the favor or the grace of God and it's it's rough and the group that was there this was in February 86 excuse me 89 the group that was there of which I was a part became very depressed over the heaviness of these talks. And Sanchi addressed that at some point. I, I didn't feel that way. I, I didn't feel that way at all. I got a tremendous amount of positive energy from them, and I loved them. But I heard a lot. People, a lot of people talked to me about it, and Sanchi, at one of the, in one of the talks, he addressed this after the talk was over. I'm not even sure if the tape recorder was running, but he said... You know, you people are not manmuks. I'm not addressing this to you in a personal way. <laughs> this, this is. I'm giving you what Bhagirdas said about the nature of the universe and the way things work, and that was helpful. But the point is, though, you know, even in the midst of all this heavy stuff about manmuks and how awful they are and how obtuse and all that. We have this section here, and this is from Bhagirdas, the hymn, after flowing into the Ganges, all the rivers, canals, and drains become the Ganges. People go to 68 places of pilgrimage and worship the gods and goddesses. And Sanchi's comment is, now he says that just as there are many different rivers, rivulets, small canals, and drains, and drains, by the way, in India is no small thing. I mean, drains are where all the privies and outhouses and latrines drain into raw sewage, usually. And many of them go into the Ganges River. And when the water of all of them flow into the holy river Ganges, the water of all those small sources is also called the holy water of the river Ganges. In the same way, the Manmuks those who go to the places of pilgrimage, those who do the rites and rituals and other forms of worship and devotion, they go on doing all these things. But in the end, when they come to the Master, not if, when they come to the Master, all their deeds and all their acts are also considered as the deeds of worship of the Master. Now, this is a, I mean, this is a very powerful passage and it is it goes to the root of what I was speaking about earlier, the the radical inclusiveness 
and the necessity of leaving time out of the way we look at things. Because when, that is to say, when from the point of view of the negative power, or this could happen thousands of lifetimes in the future, but from the point of view of the master, it is going to happen, and it is in fact happening now. That when they come to the master, then because they are from the light, and because what they have done has led to God, all their deeds and all their acts are seen in that light. And the fact that they were done at a different time and with a different point of view is not taken into consideration. It becomes part of their search and of their worship of the Master, just as whatever flows into the Ganges becomes the Ganges. Uh, this is, it's very important, I think, because we can so easily get into this way of looking at things, of don'ts, and, you know, this person is failing in this way, or even I am failing in this way, so I'm no good, you know, and this person is no good. And, uh, you know, we forget that what the Master... You know, no one whom the Master loves can possibly be unworthy. And there is no one whom the Master does not love. It's, you can think of it, it's as simple as that. I, now, I want to get into one more thing. One more thing. And that is this business of missing the point. I've referred to this several times. And the question of law and love and how all these things relate. I've, I've often mentioned this in satsang. And... I'm sure many of you remember it, or maybe nobody does, I don't know. Maybe it's not very important, but uh, the word for sin in the New Testament, the Greek word that is translated as sin in English is hamartia. In English letters that would be spelled H-A-M-A-R-T-I-A. -A -A. It's pronounced hamartia. And it means missing the mark. Okay. It is an archery term. Technically, it's from uh, the, the Greeks' use, uh, the Greek vocabulary connected with archery. And throughout the New Testament, it is used in such a way that it is translated in English consistently as sin. But if we understand that what it's really talking about is missing the mark, okay, you aim an arrow at a target and the arrow misses. Right? That's what we're talking about. If we understand that, then the, the use of the word sin, which in English comes across as so heavy and so ultimate and so final, takes on a very different cast. I want to read a passage from St. Paul, which should be understood in this light. Okay, He uses the word sin a lot here. He actually personifies it. But what is he personifying, you see? It's not, it's not an evil force, even though he mentions evil as one of the results of it. It is, Paul is using the word hamartia. It's missing the point. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold into slavery under sin. 
I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law is good, but in fact it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells with me, within me, that is, in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self. But I see in my members another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am. Now, the point is, there are a lot of points can be drawn from this particular section, which is perhaps one of the most important in the New Testament. But the point I want to make today is that what is it that is dwelling within him which he can't get around? What is it that prevents him from doing what he wants? What is it that stands in the way between the love for the law of God that is in his inmost self. Paul, Paul is often quoted, and sometimes this passage is quoted, by people who believe that, um, which is basically the Calvinistic point of view within Christianity, that uh, man, human beings, are ultimately evil. That is, that they were, they were created good, but with the fall they became well, in the Calvinistic terminology, totally depraved. Total depravity is the first Calvinistic tenet. And um, there are a number of passages in the New Testament that you know might be taken as pointing in that direction. And this is, is often quoted, but people who read this neglect to note that Paul says, I delight in the law of God in my inmost self, in my core. You know, in that part of me which is from God, I love the law of God. Every one of us can say that, you know. If we go far enough within, not all of us go as far within, go far enough within to be able to see this for ourselves, but we still, uh, you know, pick up on it in various ways. Uh, if we're open at all to what the Master is giving us. And we could all say this, we delight in the law of God in our inmost self. It's what's outside of that, you know, the part of ourselves that is not so inmost. That's where the problem lies. And uh, But what is it? That's my point. What does Paul mean by sin here? And because it is customary in European languages to ignore the root of the word sin and to simply think of it as evil or maliciousness or whatever, or a willful disobedience of God, we miss the point that what he's talking about is missing the point. Okay, it's like, um, you know, we try to do these things, but because of the fall, 
And this is not so much the fall of human beings, but as we know from the ocean of love and from other sources too, the, the fall of Kal really, the, the separation and of in God of his different parts and the inability of time or judgment to survive on its own without perverting itself. Um, because of that, there is kind of an in, innate ability, an innate tendency in all of us to miss the point. We, we see what has to be done, we understand it, sort of. And when we try to put it in practice, something comes out wrong. And that is what, according to the Bible, that is what sin is. Okay, We aim at the target, but we miss. And this tendency is there in all of us, and it manifests over and over and over again. And, you know, it's something that we have to overcome. I mean, the masters have overcome it. They do overcome it. And they want us to overcome it. And we will overcome it. But until we do, it's really a factor. It's exactly like Paul says. It's there. If we read this, um, it is no longer I that do it, but the missing the point faculty that dwells within me, which is really what he's saying, you see. Um, in fact, it is no longer I that do it, but the missing the point aspect that dwells within me. You see, it reads very awkwardly. Sin is much more concise in English, but also much more misleading. So this is why, you see, the masters see this. I mean, they see us from this point of view. They see that when we do things that are bad and destructive and seemingly disobedient and malicious and all that, or just plain dumb, they see that we are missing the point. And if you see somebody who is, you know, trying to do something, trying with all his might, trying very hard, but they, but they continually miss the point of exactly how to do it. You don't hate them. You don't judge them. You don't say, unworthy scum, you are not going, you're going to be in hell forever. You help them find what the point is. Any one of us would do that. And that's exactly what the masters do. They help us find what the point is. And they will continually do this over and over and over again. They will never give up on us because they know in our heart of hearts, in our inmost self, we love the law of God and we are trying to do our best and we do want to do our best. And they know that we can do it. It's given to us to do it. Master says in many places that the we have the birthright to become God. There's a section just before the section that I read from Romans. There's another section in which Paul talks about the law. It leads into that. And he says, what then should we say? That the law is sin? Of course, you read missing the point. By no means. Yet if it had not been for the law, I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said, you shall not covet. But sin, that is the missing the point faculty, 
seizing an opportunity in the commandment produced in me all kinds of covetousness. Apart from the law, sin, missing the point, lies dead. I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died, and the very commandment that promised life proved to be death to me. And his point throughout this section is not that there's anything wrong with the law, but that we relate to it in such a way as to misuse it. And Master Kripal used to talk about this. This is definitely part of the Master's teaching. This, you know, understanding and the, and the ethical teachings of the Masters, the commandments, the things that we do and don't do, have to be understood in the light of this, too. We can very easily fixate on or obsess on um, one or more of the things the Master says and, and miss the point. This is what he says from Little Little Things, very famous talk. So for this reason, don't think evil of anybody, because as you think, so you become. If you are always thinking, he is bad, he is bad, you will get infected with that. In other words, it is as you think, so you become. Okay, The, the way in which we think about others affects the way in which we are. I read a book once when I was in school that said that some missionaries went to Japan and preached one commandment of Moses, don't strike your woman. People were leading very innocent lives. They asked, is it in your country that they beat women? The result was, after a year's preaching, they began to beat women. I have seen men, foremost preachers in the temperance society, who preach, don't drink, don't drink, but privately they do drink. I have seen, I tell you. Don't drink, don't drink, and all the time they are thinking of drinking, are they not? Maybe the word don't is there, but drinking is also there. Then you say, all right, let's see what it's all about. So as you think, so you become. Further, we tell him privately, please don't do it. What more can you do? Unless a man in his heart of hearts feels that he has done wrong, he won't follow you. Man will go by the dictates of his mind. If he is convinced that what he is doing is really wrong, then he will listen to you, otherwise not. So, wanted, reformers, not of others, but of themselves. Reform your own self. You will reform many men around you. People judge by what they see not by the words you express or preach. The example is better than precept. You see, you have been given a diary for that. Criticize yourself as you would criticize others. Put down your failures and weed them out. Don't simply say, I am a sinner, I am a sinner. You will become a sinner, God knows. If you weed them out, then it's all right. And for that, you have to keep diaries. So the point of view, the the obsession or the focusing in, the, the narrowing of our attention onto anything will result in that dominating us. If, you know, we are fixating on some negative thing, then it's very hard to, to not allow that to affect us. And... 
No, Master is very clear. If we say, I am a sinner, I am a sinner, we'll be sinners. Yeah, we'll, the universe will take us at our word, and that's what we'll be. But if we see something wrong, then it's helpful to everyone to weed it out. So there's a lot of... I do want to read um, one more story. Um, I think a lot of us feel that um, all of this... You know, this is okay, but uh, it doesn't really take into consideration how bad we are. You know, I've, I've run across this a lot. You know, how, how incredibly inept we are at ignoring what the Master says or disobeying. So that the Master could not possibly think that we are going to make it or that, you know, he, he couldn't possibly love us. This is sort of implicit. There are a number of stories that the Master tells which run exactly counter to this. You know, people who really are, by any any objective criterion, really bad people, okay? People who we would not want to meet um, in a dark alley or maybe anywhere else. This is about one of them. And this is a well-known story, and I'm, I'm sure you all know it, but uh, Sanchi is telling this those who have supernatural powers are seriously affected by this disease of name and fame. In the hills of northwestern India, now in Pakistan, there used to live Wali Kandari, and he also had many supernatural powers in him. The place where he lived is dry, and Wali Kandari lived near a small lake, and there was no other source of water nearby. Wali Kandari had controlled that lake, and he did not allow anyone to take water from it. Those who came there to take water, he would tell them, you can drink the water and take it only if you become my disciple. Since there was no other source of water nearby, and since this was the condition which Wali Kandari had put on the people, everyone was terrified, and people did not like to get the water because the fakir had put this condition. Once it so happened that Guru Nanak Sahib, accompanied by his companions Bala and Mardana, came there on his tour. In those days they had no good means of transportation, so the masters had to do their journeys walking. Guru Nanak, accompanied by his companions, did all his tours by walking. Guru Nanak went to the place where Wali Kandari lived and liberated him. I have myself gone to that place, and even now those hills are very dry and there is no water. So when Guru Nanak was near the place where that fakir was living, suddenly Mardana became thirsty and he requested Guru Nanak to give him water. Guru Nanak said, There is no water here, but there is a pond up on the hill seven miles from here. Go there, and you will find a fakir called Wali Kandari, and he will give you the water. Go there. So Mardana climbed up the hill and asked for the water from Wali Kandari, but he said, Don't you know my condition? Become my disciple. Only then can you have the water. Your companions also must become my disciples. Then I will give you the water, otherwise not. Mardana replied, We have already become disciples of Almighty God. I am a disciple of Guru Nanak, and he is the beloved son of the Almighty, so we do not need to become anybody else's disciple. But Wali Kandari did not give him the water. 
So Mardana came back down to Guru Nanak and told him what had happened. Now you know that those who have supernatural powers and are full of ego always put such conditions because they try to control everybody in a way, but they forget that God is above all. So Guru Nanak told Mardana that he should go back again. He said, Mardana, maybe you didn't request him enough. This time you go back and lovingly, with all your humility, you should request him, and he will give you the water. So Mardana again climbed up so many miles and went to Wali Kandari and requested him again. But people who are full of ego will not listen to anybody's request. So Mardana still did not get the water. So he came back and when Guru Nanak heard the story and tried to send him once again to Wali Kandari, Mardana said, Master, I will die at your feet without water, but I will not go there again to that egotist. So when Guru Nanak saw such firm determination in Mardana, he told him, Mardana, do the Simran of the Lord, say Kartar, Kartar, and it is possible that Kartar will send the water here. Then Guru Nanak told Mardana to cup his hands, and suddenly there was a flow of water. All the water in the pond of Wali Kandari came down to the place where Guru Nanak was sitting, about seven miles away. When Wali Kandari saw that all the water from the pond had disappeared, and when he realized that Guru Nanak was stronger than him, in anger he used his supernatural powers and threw a very big rock from the top of the hill at Guru Nanak and his companions. Mardana became afraid, and he said to Guru Nanak, Master, why did you disturb that fakir? Now he has gotten angry and has sent this rock to kill us. You should go and apologize to him or we will be killed. But Guru Nanak, who was a very mild-natured Mahatma and had faith in God, said, Mardana, the God who has brought us here and who has given you water will protect you now also. You do Simran, say Kartar, Kartar, and Kartar, Almighty God, will save your life. When that rock reached Guru Nanak and his companions, Guru Nanak stopped it with his palm, and that rock is still there. And as the footnote says, with Guru Nanak's handprint on it, see Kripal Singh, Baba Jamal Singh, page 29, where this story is also told. And Kripal makes that point specifically. The Sikhs have made a Gurdwara there, and the pond of water is also there. I myself have gone to that place many times. At present, it is in Pakistan. So the point of this story is that whenever people develop supernatural powers and become full of ego, the perfect saints and Mahatmas come and teach a lesson to them. Later on, Wale Kandari came to Guru Nanak and fell at his feet and got initiation and did the devotion of the Lord. Guru Nanak Sahib lovingly explained to him that the job of the fakirs and sadhus is to serve people and not to bother them. Breaking his pride, Guru Nanak put Wali Kandari on the path of the masters and made him his representative in that area. He told him, whomever you initiate, I will be responsible for him. And I would point out, the story does not simply end with a false prophet being put in his place. The story teaches that a false prophet, out of his own falseness and from his own heart, became a different person. And it proves Master's point that if we go far enough inside, 
we will see the Lord in everyone, sinners as well as saints. Master's so-called punishment is often to take people to the feet of God. If someone commits a great sin, the master is not interested in squashing him. His concern is the same as if he had not committed a great sin, to initiate him and take him home. And I, I do think that that story is representative of a great part of the human condition, not just people who have supernatural powers or people who are you know, looked up to as teachers, but anyone who wants to control others and who sets conditions on love, you know, who measures, you could say, his love is making the same mistake, missing of the point that Wali Kandari was. But the master, I mean, Wali Kandari, I mean, after all, he refused to give the master water and then he tried to kill him. I mean, what, Talk about great sinners. What? How great a sin can you commit? It's um, it's very interesting, really. I mean, if Guru Nanak had responded the way we would expect, the way any of us would respond, the way the whole world thinks is the proper way to respond, he would have done something back. Instead, his punishment was to initiate him and then to make him his representative. I've often said that this explains something about master's representatives, where, where they come from. Uh, <laughs> anyway, whatever, whether it does or not. The point is, the master wants us to make it. He will do everything he can, which is a lot, to see that we do make it. He will love us, he will support us, he will be there for us. When we fail, he will pick us up. When we succeed, he will put his arms around us. Yeah, when we get through the door, finally, he will be waiting for us. And he will love us. There's a, I've often told this story, and I will conclude with it, uh, that um, which is sort of representative, too, of the human condition, I think. In 1972, which is exactly 30 years ago, this fall, of course, Master Kripal was in this country, and uh, he was actually in this area that is a little south of here in Berkeley and San Francisco um, around this time, as I recall. It was in November, anyway. And um, he began the tour, some of you will remember, in uh, Washington, area, Washington, D.C. area. And he was staying at uh, Mr. Khanna's house, and it was in a neighborhood where uh, Mr. Khanna was afraid that if a lot of cars and people were coming and going, that there would be complaints. It was a nice neighborhood. And so it was requested that not many people should go over to uh, see the master in the house. So we were all obeying that. And uh, it was in, there were seven or eight of us staying in a motel room um, in uh, Virginia at that time, the same town as the house. And I was, um, I had decided, we had gone over, a few, uh, even despite that, we had gone over every night to see the master, and we had seen him. And a few people were there. Each night there was more, and I began to be afraid that um, if we kept on doing it, 
that it would be cause problems and that nobody could go. So I decided out of my own my own judgment, you might say, my own um, contribution, that I would not we would not go over that night. And I told people in, in our motel room that um, that I wouldn't be driving over that night. And people respected that. And we were sitting in the motel. And suddenly I, I, I knew that Master wanted us to come over. It was a very powerful message from him, you know. Where are you? Come. And I jumped up and I said, I'm going over. Anyone who wants to come, come with me. But I'm not waiting. And I ran down the stairs and the whole room followed me out. There was everyone that was in the room. And we jumped into my car, which was a big station wagon. And I drove over to the house. I drove as fast as I could go. All the time I said, I'm coming, Master. I'm coming, Master. You know, I know you. I know you I'm, I'm coming. We got to the house, and there was nobody there. And we walked into the we walked in through the door we'd been going into. The whole upstairs, I mean, that whole floor was empty, except the master was sitting all alone on his bed in the room just off the hall. And we went in, and I ran in. I was the first one in. I ran in, and I went to his feet, and he said, "Where have you been?" Were you lost? I said, yes, Master. I was lost. And really, you see, I mean, this epitomizes the Master wants us to come to him. It's easy to get lost. You know, we miss the point. Somehow or other, that restriction about, you know, coming to the house, it didn't really come from Master, and it didn't really apply to the people who, who it mattered to, who really wanted to go. It was okay. But I had missed the point on that. So I was lost. So he called me over. Anyway, it didn't matter to him that I was lost. He reached out and grabbed me. And that's exactly what the Master does with all of us all the time, in every condition. You know, we get lost. We miss the point. We don't understand something. We do our best. We, we try to do what the master wants but we mess up it's so easy to mess up and he knows it he knows that tendency to miss the point is within us and he reaches out and calls us to him and he may ask us you know were you lost yes we were lost but not now master anyway that's those are the thoughts that were some of them that were on my mind to share with you today. So we'll now hear the tape, which I'm not sure what it is. Apne Guru Dev Maharaj Pavan Karpalda Ati Tanabadi Hyam Jinna Ne Pyaardi Phulwadi Lai Hai I am extremely grateful to my Gurudev, Sound and Kripal, who have planted this garden of love and who sow the seeds of love within all, within everyone's heart. I am Mission Os Mahan Satguru Maharaj Savan Kurpalda hai 
ਮੈਂ ਸਿਰਫ ਤੁਹਾਡੇ ਨਾਲ ਪਿਆਰ ਵੰਡਣ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਆਉਣਾ ਹੈ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਮੈਂ ਆਪਣੀ ਜ਼ਿੰਦਗੀ 'ਚ ਪਿਆਰ ਦਾ ਹੀ ਪੁਜਾਰੀ ਰਿਹਾ ਉਹ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਪਿਆਰ ਦਾ ਸਮੁੰਦਰ ਸੰ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਚਰਨਾਂ ਵਿੱਚ ਬੈਠ ਕੇ ਪਿਆਰ ਮਿਲਿਆ ਉਹ ਹੀ ਪਿਆਰ ਮੈਂ ਤੁਹਾਡੇ ਨਾਲ ਵੰਡਣ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਆਉਣਾ ਹੈ I have always said that I do not have any mission of my own it is the mission of Lord Savan and Kripal I come here only to share their love with you I was a devotee of love and our great master Savan and Kripal were the ocean of love sitting at their feet I received only love so I come here only to share that love which I have received while sitting at their feet with you ਕਬੀਰ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਨੇ ਕਿਹਾ ਸੀ ਗੁਰੂ ਗੋਬਿੰਦ ਦੋਨੋਂ ਖੜੇ ਕਿਸਕੇ ਲੱਗੂ ਪਾਏ ਬਲਿਹਾਰੀ ਗੁਰੂ ਆਪਣੇ ਜਿਨ ਗੋਬਿੰਦ ਦੀ ਅਮਲਾਏ ਕਬੀਰ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਹੈਡ ਸੈਡ ਦੈਟ ਬੋਥ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਐਂਡ ਗੋਡ ਆਲਮਾਈਟੀ ਆਰ ਸਟੈਂਡਿੰਗ ਇਨ ਫਰੰਟ ਆਫ ਮੀ ਟੂ ਹੂਮ ਸ਼ੁਡ ਆਈ ਬਾਓ ਡਾਊਨ ਆਈ ਵਿਲ ਡੈਫੀਨਿਟਲੀ ਬਾਓ ਡਾਊਨ ਟੂ ਮਾਈ ਬਿਲਵਡ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਬਿਕੋਜ਼ ਹੀ ਇਜ਼ ਦ ਵਨ ਹੂ ਹੈਸ ਮੇਡ ਹੂ ਹੈਸ ਮੇਡ ਮੀ ਮੀਟ ਵਿਦ ਗੋਡ ਬੜੀ ਬੜੀ ਚੋਟੀ ਦੇ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਪ੍ਰਭੂ ਰੂਪ ਖੁਦ ਹੀ ਉਹ ਪ੍ਰਭੂ ਦੇ ਰੂਪ ਵਿੱਚ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਕਬੀਰ ਆਏ ਸਾਰੇ ਹੀ ਆਪਣੇ ਗੁਰੂ ਦੇ ਗੁਣ ਗਾਉਂਦੇ ਗਏ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਗਰਿਣੀ ਬਣ ਕੇ ਰਹੇ ਮੈਨੀ ਮਹਾਤਮਾਸ ਆਫ ਦੀ ਹਾਈਐਸਟ ਆਰਡਰਸ ਮੈਨੀ ਮਹਾਤਮਾਸ ਹੂ ਵਰ ਦ ਫਾਰਮਸ ਆਫ ਗੋਡ ਇਨ ਫੈਕਟ ਗੋਡ ਆਲਮਾਈਟੀ ਹਿਮਸੈਲਫ ਕੇਮ ਇਨ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਇਨ ਦ ਫਾਰਮ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਹਾਤਮਾਸ ਬਟ ਦੇ ਆਲ ਸੈਂਗ ਦ ਪ੍ਰੇਜ਼ ਆਫ देयर ਮਾਸਟਰ ਦੇ ਆਲਵੇਸ ਰਿਮੇਨਡ ਇਨਡੈਟਡ ਟੂ देयर ਮਾਸਟਰ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਨੇ ਕਿਹਾ ਕਿ ਮੈਂ ਫਿਰਦਾ ਫਿਰਦਾ ਉਚੀਆਂ ਨੇਵਾਂ ਜਗਾ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਤੇਰੇ ਚਰਨਾਂ ਵਿੱਚ ਆਇਆ ਹਾਂ ਹੁਣ ਇਹੀ ਬੇਨਤੀ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਤੂੰ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਆਪਣੀ ਭਗਤੀ ਵਿੱਚ ਲਾ ਲੈ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਸੈਡ ਦੈਟ ਓ ਲਾਰਡ ਆਫਟਰ ਵਾਂਡਰਿੰਗ ਇਨ ਸੋ ਮੈਨੀ ਪਲੇਸਸ ਹਾਈ ਐਂਡ ਲੋ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਫਾਈਨਲੀ ਕਮ ਟੂ ਯਰ ਫੀਟ ਨਾਓ ਪਲੀਜ਼ ਸ਼ਾਵਰ ਗ੍ਰੇਸ ਔਨ ਮੀ ਐਂਡ ਮੇਕ ਮੀ ਡੂ ਯਰ ਡਿਵੋਸ਼ਨ ਸਭ ਸੰਤ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਇਹੀ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਹੋਕਾ ਦਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਮਨ ਇੰਦਰੀਆਂ ਦਾ ਤਿਆਗ ਕਰੋ ਕਿਸੇ ਪੂਰਨ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਦੇ ਚਰਨਾਂ ਵਿੱਚ ਜਾ ਕੇ ਬੈਠੋ ਉਸ ਤੋਂ ਨਾਮ ਦੀ ਜੁਗਤੀ ਲਓ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਅੰਦਰ ਹੈ ਆਲ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਹੈਵ ਗਿਵਨ ਅਸ ਥਿਸ ਮੈਸੇਜ ਦੇ ਹੈਵ ਗਿਵਨ ਅਸ ਦ ਸੇਮ ਟੀਚਿੰਗ ਦੇ ਸੇ ਦੈਟ ਗਿਵ ਅਪ following your mind and the organs of senses go and sit at the feet of the competent master and from him get the technique of doing the meditation because the liberation is sitting at the feet of the master now dwara nu khali karo apne khayal nu akhan de piche ekagar karo jithe ke oh shabad di awaaz aa rahi hai oh parmatma di awaaz hai us nu suno aur apne ghar pahunch vacate the nine openings concentrate your attention at your eye center this is a place where the sound of god is the sound of shabad is coming which is the sound of god from our eternal home listen to it tode age guru nanak dev ji maharaj da chhota ja shabd rakha janda gaur na sunan wala a brief hymn of guru nanak dev ji maharaj is presented to you it is worth listening to with much attention गौण महला पंजमा पन्ना 
गुरु गुरु गुर कर मन मोर गुरु बिना मैं नहीं और गुरु गुरु गुर कर मन मोर गुरु महाराज प्यार समझाते हैं कि सुते जागते बैठे उठते गुरु ही गुरु ती करो क्योंकि गुरु बगैर होर सा कौन है जब मौत आसार नहीं छड़ते हैं ना उदो सा कोई माता मदद कर दी है ना कोई भैन ना भरा ना कोई समाज ही साड़ी मदद करता है। गुरु अर्जन देव जी महाराज लविंगली एक्सप्लेन्स टू अस। ही सेस दैट वेदर यू आर स्लीपिंग और वेक, वेदर यू आर सिटिंग और स्टैंडिंग, ऑल द टाइम्स गो ऑन सेइंग मास्टर मास्टर ऑलवेज गो ऑन रिमेम्बरिंग द मास्टर, बिकॉज़ इन दिस वर्ल्ड देर इस नो वन एक्सेप्ट it is only the master who can help us at the time of our death. So that is why he says that always go on remembering the master. Jo bhi asi tanpadarat akatha karde hain, ke sanvesh tuj sukh milega, shanti milegi, te yarwa dasda hai, aakhri vakat e bhi saadhi madad ni kardege. All the wealth and material which we collect, thinking that they will give us the happiness, the experience shows that not even those things, the materials and the wealth help us at the time of death. My chasandid vaakya hai, kise premi to guna hoya, sangat de vich, para saavan singh dege uth khadeya, kenda ji menu maaf kar deo, ro peya. Maharaj ji sangat nu subodhan kar de, kende hai, kyon bhi koi hai, kis de paap land wala, uthe bhai, हूँ कौन उठे भी प्यारे हो पाप तो सतो अपने नहीं कटी चके जाते करम असी आपदे भुगता लगे सानू पता ही है कि चीकते हैं चलाने हैं और भगवान च भी नुक्स कड़ते हैं किसी के कौन चुके महाराज जी कहें अच्छा बई तू बैठ जा अगे वास्ते ना करी आई हैव विटनस दिस माई सैल्फ वंसरी मेरे मिस्टेक एंड इन फ्रंट ऑफ मास्टर सावन सिंह इन द संगत ही and he asked Master Saman Singh for the forgiveness and he started weeping. Master Saman Singh Ji, addressing the Sangat, said that is there anyone in this Sangat who would like to take on the responsibility of the sin this dear one has done? Now who would say that they would be willing to do it? Because we are not able to carry the burden of our own karmas. Whenever we have to pay the karmas, we weep, we cry, we scream, because it is very hard. Many times we even have we even lose our faith in the Master, we find faults in God Almighty when it comes to paying off the karmas. So nobody agreed to take on, or nobody wanted to, nobody came forward to share the sin of that dear one. So Master Saman Singh lovingly said that it is only the Master who easily takes the burden of the karmas we have done, whereas in this world there is no one who wants to share the karmas with us.
ਪਹਿਲਾਂ ਵੀ ਕਈ ਦਫਾ ਕਹਾਣੀ ਸੁਣਾਈ ਗਈ ਹੈ ਮੈਂ ਅੱਜ ਵੀ ਸੁਣਾਉਣੀ ਚਾਹੂੰਗਾ ਪਾਈ ਮੰਝ ਪੰਜਾਬ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਅਮੀਰ ਆਦਮੀ ਸੀ ਉਹ ਸਖੀ ਸੁਲਤਾਨ ਦੀ ਪੂਜਾ ਕਰਿਆ ਕਰਦੇ ਸਨ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਅਸੀਂ ਆਮ ਤੌਰ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਅਖੋਤੀ ਦੇਵਤਿਆਂ ਦੀ ਪੂਜਾ ਕਰਨ ਲੱਗ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਨਾ ਤਾਂ ਅਸੀਂ ਦੇਖਿਆ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਨਾ ਸਾਡੇ ਵੱਡੇ ਵਡੇਰਿਆਂ ਨੇ ਦੇਖਿਆ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਵੀ ਇਸੇ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਦਾ ਹੀ ਇੱਕ ਪੰਜਾਬ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਕੋਈ ਸਖੀ ਸੁਲਤਾਨ ਪਤਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੋਇਆ ਜਾਂ ਨਾ ਹੋਇਆ ਉਹਦੀ ਉਹ ਪੂਜਾ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਟੋਲਡ ਦਿਸ ਸਟੋਰੀ ਅਰਲੀਅਰ ਆਲਸੋ ਟੂਡੇ ਅਗੇਨ ਆਈ ਵਿਲ ਰਿਪੀਟ ਦਿਸ ਸਟੋਰੀ ਇਟ ਇਜ਼ ਅ ਸਟੋਰੀ ਆਫ ਭਾਈ ਮੰਜ ਹੂ ਵਾਸ ਅ ਵੈਰੀ ਵੈਲਦੀ ਪਰਸਨ ਇਨ ਪੰਜਾਬ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਵਾਸ ਅ ਡੈਵੋਟੀ ਆਫ ਸਮ ਸੋ ਕਾਲਡ ਗੌਰ ਉਸ ਨੇਮ ਵਾਸ ਸਖੀ ਸੁਲਤਾਨ ਬਿਕੋਜ਼ ਯੂਜੂਅਲੀ ਵੀ ਪੀਪਲ ਡਿਵੋਟ ਆਵਰ ਸੈਲਫ ਟੂ ਥੋਸ ਡਾਈਟੀਸ ਹੂ ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਨੈਵਰ ਸੀਨ ਹੂ ਆਵਰ ਪੇਰੈਂਟਸ ਹੈਵ ਨੈਵਰ ਸੀਨ ਬਟ ਬਿਕੋਜ਼ it is a tradition or because the other people have talked about him so we people also start devoting ourselves to them so in that way bhai manj was a devout of sakhi sultan who whom he had never seen before ek din us da milap guru arjan dev ji de satsangi naal hoya us de sobat karke us satsang vich aaya satsang sun gaya man de vich pakka ho gaya ke naam zarur lena hai beinti kiti maharaj ji kehne lage ਕਿਸ ਨੂੰ ਮੰਨਦਾ ਹੈ ਤੂੰ ਕੀ ਕਰਮ ਕਾਂਡ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੁੰਨਾ ਹੈ ਉਹਨੇ ਦੱਸਿਆ ਜੀ ਘਰੇ ਸਖੀ ਸੁਲਤਾਨ ਦਾ ਮਸਜਿਦ ਵੀ ਬਣਾਈ ਹੈ ਉਹਦਾ ਥਾਨ ਵਗੈਰਾ ਬਣਾਇਆ ਹੋਇਆ ਹੈ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਜੀ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਵੀ ਪਹਿਲਾਂ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਤੂੰ ਸਾਫ਼ ਕਰਿਆ ਫਿਰ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਮੈਂ ਨਾਮ ਦੇਊਂਗਾ ਵਨ ਡੇ ਹੀ ਕੇਮ ਅਕਰਾਸ ਐਂਡ ਮੈਟ ਵਿਦ ਅ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨ ਅ ਡਿਸਾਈਪਲ ਆਫ ਗੁਰੂ ਅਰਜਨ ਦੇਵ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਵਾਸ ਇਨਵਾਈਟਡ ਟੂ ਗੋ ਟੂ ਦਾ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਹੀ ਵੈਂਟ ਟੂ ਦਾ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਹੀ ਹਰਡ ਦਾ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਲਾਈਕਡ ਇਟ ਇਟ and then he applied for the initiation he went to guru arjan dev and asked for the initiation guru arjan dev ji asked him that what kind of rites and rituals you do and whom do you believe in he replied that i believe in sakhi sultan and in my home i have place i have made a place for him and i devote myself to him so guru arjan dev ji maharaj told him that first you go and clean up that place prepare yourself and then i will give you the initiation kare aaya ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਢਾਉਣ ਲੱਗ ਗਿਆ ਲੋਕ ਆ ਕੇ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਦੇਖ ਬਈ ਤੂੰ ਇਸ ਨੂੰ ਢਾਉਣਾ ਹੈ ਸਖੀ ਸੁਲਤਾਨ ਤੇਰਾ ਨੁਕਸਾਨ ਕਰੇਗਾ ਉਹ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਗੱਲਾਂ ਦੀ ਕੋਈ ਚਿੰਤਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਨਾਮ ਮਿਲ ਜਾਵੇ when he came home and he started demolishing the place which he had made in the name of sakhi sultan people came to him and they told him that you are demolishing this place which you have made in the name of sakhi sultan and sakhi sultan will harm you he replied that i don't care for that i am only interested in getting the initiation kuch din hoye ghar andar nuksan hona shuru hoya halanke nuksan sade apne hi karma da hunda hai lekin vehma parma wale lok jehde hunde hai samaj wale oh kadam auka hath jo jaan dinde hai sab eh kehn lag pe ke tu sakhi sultan da thaan ta ditta hai ta tera nuksan hunda hai tu dumare bana de eh phir theek ho jayega oh kehn laga dekh bhai eh nuksan jo kuch hai eh mere apne hi karma da fayda hai apne hi karma da nuksan hai main hun jo pehla paap kar liya hun eh paap nahi karunga after some days he started having the losses and you know that we get the losses or we get the profit according to our own karmas but the people who are involved in the illusions they think otherwise so the same people came back to him and said that since we have demolished the place of sakhi sultan 
he has given you this punishment and that is why you have lost all this. He replied that I don't care for that because I know that this loss is because of my own karmas. We gain and we lose depending upon our own karmas. And I will, since people had advised him that if he would make the place of Saki Sultan again, he would get back all the things which he has lost. But he said that no, I am not going to do that because I know that <coughs> we gain and lose the things according to our own karmas. Naam Dibhenti Kiti Satsang Vichaya Guru Arjan Dev Ne Naam De Dita Lekan Jede Koi Ehun Guru Di Maoj Hai Ke Mai Es Nuh Kis Tera Saaf Karna Hai Guru Arjan Dev Ne Bhi Os Nuh Kasauti Te Rakh Dita Then he requested for the initiation He got the initiation from Guru Arjan Dev Ji Now it is up to the master that how he has to clean his disciple Master Guru Arjan Dev Ji put him to many tests. Ek din kithi kise sikh de hath pehi ditti kees di nazar 20 rupaye hai tu ja ke lai ke ya hun paai manj jada si ga po kaafi oda nuksaan hoya gareeb ho gaya jada ke os pinda da malak si ga chaudri si othon da jo hor ek chaudri si ga kise vakat paai manj the लड़की का रिश्ता मंगन लग गया भाई मंज कहने लग गया तू मेरे मुकाबले का आदमी नहींगा जरूरत केड़े पासे नहीं बंदे नु तोर दंदीगी दिल च ख्याल आया घर वाले नु कहने लग गया के तू ना चौधरी कोले जा अगर जे कोई ओ पैसे दे देवे ता आपा चिट्ठी दा मुल उतार देंगे ओ गए ने जो रुपए 20 रुपए मंगे दे देते आके सिख नु दे देते कदे त चिट्ठी नु छाती ना लौंदा है कदे अखा नाल लौंदा है कदे निमशकारा करदा है के मेरे गुरु देव दा ए पत्र है वन डे गुरु अर्जुन देव जी महाराज सेंट अ डिसाइपल विद अ नोट टू भाई मंज सेइंग दैट एक्सचेंज दिस नोट विद 20 रुपीस इन अदर वर्ड्स Bhai Manj was supposed to pay 20 rupees to that disciple of Guru Arjan Dev and then he would get the letter of the master. So when he got that, Bhai Manj didn't have that money because he had lost everything he had. Before he had lost everything, there was a time when the chief of that village where Bhai Manj used to live had asked Bhai Manj to marry his daughter to his son. But Bhai Manj had replied that you are not of the same status as I am because Bhai Manj was a very rich person. So he didn't agree to that relationship. But now when he had to give 20 rupees to that dear one of Guru Arjan Dev, you know that when we are in need, we always try to find means through which we can get our need to be satisfied. So then he thought of that offer of the chief of the village. He went to the chief of the village and told him that he agrees to the proposal which he had made. So in other words, he agreed to something which he didn't want to do earlier just because he wanted that money to pay to the disciple of Guru Arjan Dev because he wanted to get the letter of his master. So he got the money from the chief of the village. He came and he gave that 20 rupees to <coughs> the disciple of Guru Arjan Dev and in the exchange he got the letter of the master. When he got the letter of the master, he became so happy that he embraced that letter, he put the letter on his head, he, he touched his eyes with that letter. He was very happy to get that letter of Guru Arjan Dev. <coughs> दूसरी दफा फिर कुछ दिनों बाद एक पत्र और सिख नु भेज देता देके कि इस दे 25 रुपए नजर 
देवे वो सिख गया घर वाले नु कहण लगया तेरे कोई कोले है कोई सोना वगैरह क्योंकि आम लड़कियां नु आदत हुंदी है सोना वगैरह पहनना ओ उसने अपना भेज के 25 रुपए पत्थर दी नजर देते और उस पत्थर दे विच लिखया सीगा कि जो भी कारोबार करदा है छड़ के तू दरबार विच हाजिर हो इथे आके सेवा कर शरदा बड़ी सी पहले पत्थर दी तरह ही कदे उन छाती नाल लौंदा है कदे अखा नाल लौंदा है कदे निमस्कार करदा है फुलिया नहीं समाउंदा कि मेरे गुरु देव दा पत्थर आया है After some days, Guru Arjan Dev Ji sent another disciple with a similar note saying that pay 25 rupees for this letter. Now when Bhai Manch, when that disciple came to Bhai Manch and asked for that money, again he didn't have any money so he asked his wife, do you have any jewelry which I can sell and get 25 rupees for this letter? Because usually the women have this habit of buying the jewelry and keeping it. So when they don't have anything else, they can use their jewelry. So his wife happily gave away the jewelry she had. He sold that and he brought 25 rupees and gave that to the disciple of Guru Arjan Dev and got the letter of the master. Like before, again he became very happy. He, overwhelmed, he was overwhelmed with the joy and the happiness because he had, he had got the letter from his beloved master. Sometimes he would bow down to that letter, he would embrace that letter, he would touch his eyes with the letter. The meaning is that he became very happy to receive the letter. In that letter, Guru Arjan Dev Ji had said, that leave whatever you are doing and come to the court, come to the master and do the seva here. I am going to seva here. I am going to do the 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 ਅਗੇ ਜੀ ਉਹ ਤਾਂ ਬੜਾ ਪ੍ਰੇਮੀ ਹੈ ਲੰਗਰ ਦੀ ਬੜੀ ਸੇਵਾ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਭਾਂਡੇ ਵੀ ਮਾਂਜਦਾ ਹੈ ਤਪੜ ਵੀ ਵਿਛਾਉਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਹੋਰ ਵੀ ਜੋ ਕੋਈ ਸੇਵਾ ਥੇ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਕੋਈ ਕਰੇ ਜਾਂ ਨਾ ਕਰੇ ਉਹ ਜ਼ਰੂਰ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਉਹ ਖਾਣਾ ਕਿੱਥੋਂ ਖਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਅਗੇ ਵੀ ਖਾਣਾ ਤਾਂ ਕਿ ਜੀ ਲੰਗਰ ਚ ਹੀ ਖਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਇਹ ਤਾਂ ਫਿਰ ਮਜ਼ਦੂਰੀ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਸੋ ਦੈਨ ਹੀ ਕੇਮ ਟੂ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਹੀ ਹੈਡ ਅ ਲੋਟ ਆਫ ਫੇਥ ਐਂਡ ਡਿਵੋਸ਼ਨ ਸੋ ਹੀ ਸਟਾਰਟਡ ਡੂਇੰਗ ਦ ਸੇਵਾ ਇਨ ਦ ਲੰਗਰ ਹੋਲ ਆਰਟਿਲੀ ਵਾਟਐਵਰ ਸੇਵਾ ਹੀ ਵੁਡ ਗੈਟ ਹੀ ਵੁਡ ਡੂ ਥੈਟ and in that way because he had so much love and devotion for the master he devoted completely himself to the master some days passed and once guru arjan dev ji asked other disciples that what about bhai manj what what is he doing so they replied that bhai manj is a very devoted disciple he is doing a lot of seva he does the seva in the langar he puts out the mats for the dear ones and he is always coming forward to doing any work if nobody else is interested in doing that work, he would come forward and grab that opportunity and do the work. So he is doing a lot of seva. Guru Arjan Dev Ji then asked that where does he eat from? They replied that he eats from the langar. So Guru Arjan Dev Ji said, then what kind of seva he is doing? <coughs> he is working for the food he is getting from the langar. Guru Arjan Dev Ji is ਆਪਣਾ ਹੋਰ ਟਾਈਮ ਲਾਉਣਾ ਸ਼ੁਰੂ ਕੀਤਾ ਜਿਹਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਉਹ ਦਿਨੇ ਲੱਕੜੀਆਂ ਚੋਕੇ ਲਿਆ ਕਰੇ ਕਿ ਮੈਂ ਹੋਰ ਜ਼ਿਆਦਾ ਸੇਵਾ ਕਰਾਂ ਤਾਂ ਕਿ ਮੈਂ ਲੰਗਰ ਦਾ ਬੋਝਾ ਨਾ ਆਪਦੇ ਸਿਰ ਤੇ ਉਠਾਵਾਂ ਪੇਟੋ ਭੁੱਖਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਚਖੜ ਆਇਆ 
ਰਾਤ ਦਾ ਟਾਈਮ ਸੀਗਾ ਲੱਕੜੀਆਂ ਦਾ ਬੋਝ ਅਸਰ ਤੇ ਸੀਗਾ ਉਹ ਇੱਕ ਡਲ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਗਿਰ ਗਿਆ ਖੜਾ ਹੋਇਆ ਪਤਾ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਕਿ ਭਾਈ ਮੰਜ ਗਿਰ ਗਿਆ ਹੈ ਹੁਣ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਗੁਰੂ ਬੇਖਬਰ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੁੰਦਾਗਾ ਬੁੱਲੇ ਨੇ ਕਿਹਾ ਗੁਰੂ ਜੋ ਚਾਹੇ ਸੋ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਗੁਰੂ ਖਾਲੀ ਪਾਂਡੇ ਪਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਹੁਣ ਉਹਦੀ ਮੌਜ ਸੀ ਸੰਗਤ ਨੂੰ ਕਿਹਾ ਜਲਦੀ ਰੱਸੇ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਭੱਜੋ ਪਾਈ ਮੰਜ ਨੂੰ ਨਿਕਾਲੋ ਜਦੋਂ ਰੱਸੇ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਗਏ ਆਪੋ ਆਪਣਾ ਖਿਆਲ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਰੱਸੇ ਵਗਾਏ ਇੱਕ ਪ੍ਰੇਮੀ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਤੂੰ ਜਲਦੀ ਦੇਣੇ ਲੱਕੜਾਂ ਜਿਹੜੀਆਂ ਹਨ ਇਸ ਇਹ ਤਾਂ ਸਿਰ ਤੋਂ ਪਰੇ ਸਿੱਟ ਦੇ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਪਾਈ ਮੰਜ ਲੱਕੜਾਂ ਜੇ ਸਿਰ ਤੇ ਚੁੱਕੀ ਖੜਾ ਸੀ ਕਿ ਭੇਜਣਾ ਜਾਣ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਤੂੰ ਲੱਕੜਾਂ ਪਰੇ ਸਿੱਟ ਛੱਡ ਇਹ ਜੇ ਤੂੰ ਗੁਰੂ ਨੂੰ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਗੁਰੂ ਨੂੰ ਕੁਛ ਨਾ ਕਹੋ ਪਹਿਲਾਂ ਸੁਕੀਆਂ ਲੱਕੜਾਂ ਉਹਦੇ ਲੰਗਰ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਬਾਹਰ ਨਿਕਾਲੋ ਮੈਂ ਫੇਰ ਨਿਕਲੂੰਗਾ ਉਸੇ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਹੀ ਕੀਤਾ ਪਹਿਲਾਂ ਲੱਕੜਾਂ ਨਿਕਾਲੀਆਂ ਫੇਰ ਭਾਈ ਮੰਜ ਬਾਹਰ ਆਇਆ ਗੁਰੂ ਅਰਜਨ ਦੇਵ ਨੇ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਫੜ ਕੇ ਆਪਣੀ ਛਾਤੀ ਨਾਲ ਲਾ ਕੇ ਅੱਖਾਂ ਵਿੱਚ ਅੱਖਾਂ ਪਾਈਆਂ ਭਰਪੂਰ ਕਰ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਮੰਜ ਪਿਆਰਾ ਗੁਰੂ ਕੋ ਗੁਰੂ ਮੰਜ ਪਿਆਰਾ ਮੰਜ ਜਗਤ ਦਾ ਬੋਹ ਮੰਜ ਗੁਰੂ ਦਾ ਬੋਹ ਥਾ ਜਗ ਲੰਗਣਹਾਰਾ ਜਿਹਨੂੰ ਵੀ ਅਖੇ ਨਾਮ ਦੇਵੇਗਾ ਮੈਂ ਉਹਦੀ ਸੰਭਾਲ ਕਰੂੰਗਾ ਬਾਈ ਮੰਸ ਵਾਈਫ ਹਰਡ ਦੈਟ ਐਂਡ ਸ਼ੀ ਟੋਲਡ ਹਿਮ ਦੈਟ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਵਾਟ ਗੁਰੂ ਅਰਜਨ ਦੇਵ ਵਾਸ ਸੇਇੰਗ ਦੈਟ ਆਲ ਦ ਸੇਵਾ ਵਿਚ ਯੂ ਆਰ ਡੂਇੰਗ ਇਜ਼ ਨਥਿੰਗ ਬਟ ਦ ਪੇਮੈਂਟ ਫॉर ਦ ਫੂਡ ਯੂ ਆਰ ਗੈਟਿੰਗ ਫॉर ਦ ਲੰਗਰ ਸੋ ਦੈਨ ਬਾਈ ਮੰਸ ਸਟਾਰਟਡ ਵਰਕਿੰਗ ਈਵਨ ਮੋਰ ਹੀ ਸਟਾਰਟਡ ਗੋਇੰਗ ਇਨਟੂ ਦ ਫੋਰੈਸਟ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਸਟਾਰਟਡ ਕਟਿੰਗ ਦ ਵੁੱਡਸ ਫॉर ਦ ਲੰਗਰ ਆਫ ਗੁਰੂ ਅਰਜਨ ਦੇਵ ਥਿੰਕਿੰਗ ਦੈਟ ਹੀ ਇਜ਼ ਨਾਟ ਬਿਕਮਿੰਗ ਅ ਬਰਡਨ ਔਨ ਦ ਲੰਗਰ he is contributing something to the langar and then he even started eating less from the langar in that way he became very weak one day he was carrying a lot of woods on his head and suddenly on the way a storm came and he was carried away and he was thrown into a well there was a big bang big, big noise and everybody came to know that bhai manj had fallen into the well now the master is never unknown he knows everything he told the people he told the disciples to carry the ropes and bring out bhai manj from that well people came there running with the rope in the well also bhai manj was carrying that load of the wood on his head he didn't want the wood which he had cut down for the langar of the master to be drowned in the water of the well so those who went to help bhai manj you know that everyone has his own understanding has his own ways of understanding the things so the dear ones who had gone there they lowered the rope and they said that at least you remove the wood from your head forget about the wood forget about the master who has given you such a such an order or who has given you such a treatment but he said that no don't say anything against my master and first you please take out this wood because this is for the langar of my master and i don't want them to get wet so he first he didn't want to come out first he first let the wood go out of the well and then he himself came out when he came to guru arjan dev guru arjan dev became so happy with him he became so pleased with his devotion his faith in the master that he embraced him he looked into his eyes and looking into the eyes he made him he fulfilled him he filled him up with his love and the grace and then guru arjan dev said that the master is the beloved of manj and manj is the dear one of the master manj <coughs> is the ferryman of the master and he is the one and he is the one who will liberate the people in the world he said that i will be responsible for all those who will get the initiation from you jis jagah waqa hoya 
ਉੱਥੇ ਅੱਜ ਕੱਲ ਗੁਰਦੁਆਰਾ ਬਣਿਆ ਹੋਇਆ ਹੈ ਭਾਈ ਮੰਜ ਵਾਲਾ ਖੂਬ ਗੁਰਦੁਆਰੇ ਦਾ ਨਾਂ ਰੱਖਿਆ ਹੋਇਆ ਹੈ the place where all this happened at that place nowadays there is a gurudwara in the name of bhai manj it is called the gurudwara of the well of bhai manj <coughs> guru 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 kar man mor guru A closing bhajan is on page 252 The world calls him Sawan I am his intoxicated one Very happily he gave me the gift of immortal Kripal Since I saw Sawan I have hidden him in my eyes I have never forgotten the way Sawan smiled Sawan is beloved Sawan is beautiful Sawan is the owner of my heart. He was the radiant form who lives in the eyes. His style was unique, his glory was unique. Still I have not understood. Every day I cry, every day I sing. People call me mad. White beard, broad forehead, tying a turban he came. Even the fairies bow down to him, and the moon has come out in the sky. the world searches for him outside but he has given everyone the slip let us all go to sirsa kripal proclaimed ajay balso sang gracious sawan has caused the drizzle to shower come let us all have the darshan of the radiant form the world calls him sawan i am his intoxicated one very happily he gave me the gift of immortal kripal Bhajan of Sanchi on page 252. Sawan, Sawan, dunia kindi, Meyo di masitani, Hansera, Hansera, Dehi giya meinu, Kirpala marani shani, Sawan sawan dunia kendi meyo di masitani hasira hasida dehi amenu kirpal marni shani sawan sawan dunia kendi ਜਦਦਸਾਵਨਜਰੀਆ ਕਵੀ 
सावन प्यारा सावन सुन सावन प्यारा सावन सुना सावन दिल भर जानी हंसदा हंसदा देगी अमेनु 